All right, Fern, did you ever think this day would happen? You know, actually, yes, I did think it would happen. I'm going to be very honest with you. I didn't know when. I didn't think it, we would get to 100 episodes with an interview with Coach Glassman in the time frame that we did it. See, I thought it would happen, but I thought for sure I would have left you by now, and it would have been either just me or just you. Like, the band would have broken up, surprisingly, or well, stronger. But, yeah, but you also can't leave the talent, right? Like, if you left <laughs> me, then you would have nothing. Right? It's just like, you know. Oh, it would fall apart without you. Yeah, yeah. that goes without saying. But, you know, I don't know that, you know, people ask us all the time, what made you start? When did you start? And it's something you and I talked about for years. And I think we were just literally having a conversation at some point in April. And we were like, hey, let's hit record and do this thing. Yeah, we talked about it for probably way too long. And and then it really just kind of took off. And I... I and even when we started it, we had plans for like how many episodes we were going to do. And then that spiraled out of control. I mean, I, I was looking back, I think our first episode dropped around like April 14th or 15th. And it's now October uh, around the same. So what is that? Six months, 100 episodes in six months. And, you know, and we're not slowing down. So I, you know what, as you say that I really this is a true statement. And it's going to be like, hyperbole, but I really feel like we put out the most podcasts in the world because you know no i know that sounds crazy but that does, that does sound really stupid <laughs> no, no no but i'm talking like real deal podcasts right because even like the gary v's of the world they'll drop something daily but they're five minutes they're 10 minutes in the last six months we've put out 100 real like every episode was a legit conversation or interview with someone that mattered in the world of fitness. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about like total volume, I mean, it's probably safe to say that we've done a minimum in six months, we've recorded a minimum of 85 to 90 hours of content, if not more than that, uh, just of the podcast. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super happy with it. I mean, there's obviously some things that we can improve on and things that you and I are working on to, to make this better. Um, but, you know, I think the plan... What you and I did agree with was volume. Like, let's go. Let's keep recording. Let's not stop. Let's just keep doing it and doing it more. And then once we think we've done enough, we just do more. And I think that that's been fun. It's been, it's been fun to, to kind of run at a pace with another person who also wants to run that fast. Yeah, and I think selfishly, we both really enjoy our conversations. You know, yesterday's episode with Stu it's a great conversation. We have an episode coming out next week where you talked with, you know, another doctor talking CrossFit health and selfishly, we really enjoy talking to these people and we still, you know, we're, we're successful in the CrossFit world, but we still feel humbled and privileged to be given the opportunity to talk to these people. And also let this be a lesson to all you listeners out there. You still just got to hustle. Like that's what we do. Like we put the work in. I mean, Every day we're working on the podcast, we're working on our mentor group, we're trying to develop people. It's, it's not coming, you know, without the elbow grease that goes along with it. And let's, you're running a box, you know, you, you we're both married, you've got like 17 children. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at least one of them is completely insane. If you follow Fern on Instagram, you'll see that. They're both completely insane. 
insane. But no, it's been cool because like it, referencing both of those conversations that you were talking about the podcast earlier, like I learned something in both of those podcasts. Like I, I, I literally walked away with something. I'm like, I'm going to try like that's something I have not thought of and, and something I'm going to try to utilize. You're going to try to eat better. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not, oh, my, okay. that's, your, that's your thing. That's not my, that's not my <laughs> thing. but you know, we started the podcast and it, I, I think I've owned multiple businesses, multiple affiliates, and I always try to use that CrossFit model, which is, you know, we've taken from Coach Glassman, which is put that shit out there for free. And if you put out good quality, if you chase excellence, people will want to support you. They'll want to buy into what you're doing. And, you know, accidentally for us, we put out this podcast and people started hitting us up like, hey, how can we learn from you? What can you teach us? I'm a coach, I'm a box owner, or I just want to learn more. And then all of a sudden we have this mentor group that's exploding. You know, people can check it out on our website, besthouroftheirday.com. But again, that was accidental as well. Yeah, and it's really fun. And I think you would agree. It's just an extension of the thing that we love to do so much on the weekends, which is, you know, we have the good fortune of working, you know, for CrossFit, for Coach Glassman and delivering that message on the weekend. And this is just an extension of that, you know, a little deeper dive. And it's both something we're super passionate about it. So, you know, people, I do have people that kind of reach out and ask me, like, how do you do so much stuff? Um, and admittedly, I've overstretched myself on many occasions, but it, it's really hard to not do more when you really love what you do. I think that's it. You know, I joke around, I sold my box in 2000. Uh, 14 and claimed that I was retired. And I think anyone that knows me knows that's not the case. But when I say that, what I really mean is I get to work on the things I enjoy. And this has truly become a passion project and something I really look forward to, you know, having you and Todd and Katie and other people that just constantly bounce ideas off of constantly talk to has been really fun for me. And, you know, for those listeners, we don't push it a lot. Because I think it's kind of like a business, but at the same time, when you enjoy it, we don't treat it like a business, but we do have that mentor group and people can learn more about it over at besthouroftheirday.com. We don't open it up all the time because we do try to keep it intimate and we try to help people grow. But if, if you're interested in finding out more, head over to the website. If you have questions about it, hit us up on email or Instagram or whatever works for you. But yeah, we're willing to take a few more people and you know, it's only because this is truly what we enjoy doing. And if that's not something you're interested, that's interested in, that's cool. But because we made it to episode 100, because this interview is with Coach Glassman, and because Matt Albrizio and Forever Fierce uh, are just a good company and he's a good dude, uh, we do have a gift for everybody that's been listening along the way. So this is a thank you from us to you for episode 100. Go to our website. Click the link. First 50 people there are going to get a free. No, this isn't like a bait and switch where we charge you 500 bucks afterwards for a t-shirt or something like that. You get a free best hour of their day t-shirt, which we will send to you. Uh, and again, that is thanks to Matt and his team because we like them. But it's more a thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast because with if because you guys care helps us continue to figure out more ways to make the podcast uh, better, more more value to you guys and uh, and more fun along the way. Absolutely, yeah. Big shout out to Forever Fierce. You had a great interview with them. They're in our archives. If you do apparel for your box, definitely reach out to them because it's great quality. And more important than the quality, it's great customer service because as we've learned along the way, that's the most important thing with dealing with people. And 
And Mike Fern just said, we appreciate it. I know every weekend that someone comes up to me and asks me about the show or tells me that they listen to the show, I get excited. I love the DMs where it's like, hey, this really made a difference because that's why we do this. What are you laughing at over there? Because I, I have another challenge. I'm willing to give away a free month of the mentorship for anybody who, without watching the, with the video version of our interview with Coach Glassman, if they just listen to it, if they can figure out at what point you are completely lost. <laughs> uh, I mean, spoiler alert, it was about eight seconds in. But no, there wasn't a specific point. I like it. I like it. If you, if you can pinpoint that, Fern's giving you a free month. And speaking of, you know, let's explain what happened. We go to the uh, 10-year affiliate gathering. Yep. Amazing speech by Coach Glassman. Like, passion. Like, Coach Glassman, when he talks, you want to run headfirst through a brick wall. Like, I was lucky enough to have him at my level one back in 2007, and he got me to do the zone and paleo and all that, and I didn't even know who he was at the time, just some dude that was on those videos. But he gives this great speech, and then Savon gets on stage, you know, the guy that used to run the CrossFit podcast, and says, hey, Coach Glassman's going to do a handful of podcasts, you know, let me know if you're interested. And Fern and I were sitting next to each other, and we kind of looked at each other, and like, you know, we... We, I feel almost like we manifested it because it was really a big goal of mine to get Coach Glassman on the show. Yeah, it was something we set out kind of did from day one. We're like, hey, when we do this, like eventually we got to have Coach on because that, like, obviously he's the guy that started all this. And we were going to, we were going to, we went there with the intention of doing podcasts anyway with potentially trying to steal some of his time while he was there, if at all possible. And, uh, and then this opportunity came up. So, and Coach was, you know, obviously just, you know, generous enough with his time that he sat down and he, I don't, I don't know how long he talked after that, but I mean, we weren't the only people that talked to him. I think we might've talked to him the longest, but uh, he sat down with quite a few people afterwards and just, and just talked. So the, the podcast you guys are going to hear after this isn't, it is not, doesn't sound the same as all the other ones we've done. Cause it was just kind of on the fly. I don't even know when they hit record on this, but as far as when in our conversation, but um, it was good. You know, he, he elaborated on some things. I think, you know, he, is is a genius obviously so you know sometimes i think you really have to kind of uh if you know if you're jay you just can't keep up at all uh with what he's saying but uh you, you really do kind of have to pay attention and really kind of lean in and really make it a, a really concerted effort to follow where he's going because he's fast he's deep um and he's got a lot of things going on so uh it was a fun discussion and uh i was happy to carry you through that yeah, and for the record, Fern did carry me through. So I've told this story to a couple of people. I don't think I've said it on the show, but basically, you know, the, the the conversation starts off and Coach Glassman had heard about my sale of Albany CrossFit. And actually, he gave me a shout out on his interview with Armin Hammer. So check that out at the end where he refers to Fern as Vern. <laughs> but, but anyway, I do think he said Fern. For the record, I do believe he said Fern. He didn't, but, but it is funny because he said Vern, which is somebody of our mentor group, has a running joke that, that we now have what is called vernacular. It's just things that I say on the fly. And then when he said Fern, I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense. Vern, Fern, vernacular. Uh, but anyway, yeah. No, so we're sitting there. The conversation moves from like, hey, fluff to health. And so, you know, we got our headsets on. I'm listening. And I think we've both – in as interviewers we let people talk we kind of bounce well off one another and I'm looking into his eyes because we're set up in a way you know you can see the picture on 
on our Instagram where Fern and I are sitting side by side and I'm like a foot away from Glassman looking in his eyes. He's talking at one point and I'm like in my head, I remember this is this thing. This is the moment. This is what went through my head. I said, what the fuck is happening? That's literally what went through my head. I was like, what, what are we talking about? Where are we? And then the very next thought in my mind was, I really hope Fern is understanding this. And I was trying to like, without looking at you or touching you, give you the cue to continue this conversation. Cause I, it literally would have been silence. I couldn't even have thought of a, something subtle to say. It would have just been me staring at him awkwardly in silence. So luckily you picked me up. That was the moment you picked me up, you threw me out of your shoulders and you said, you're coming with me, Jay. That's why my back was hurting so much. <laughs> so anyway, he might not know your your name with the correct spelling. Doesn't but, matter. <laughs> but but you you were able to follow along. So if you, yeah, I want to hear I want to hear from our listeners of of when they thought that moment was. But I think it's something I'm really proud of. This is you know I remember when we first started this podcast. We'd be like, hey, we're gonna get a hundred listeners on this episode, and we'd be like you know I would send you screenshots and we talk about it, and now we get thousands of downloads on every episode we have people reaching out to us to be on the show we've had some of the best in the world aside from coach glassman and and it's only going to continue to grow and get better so we're pretty excited to present this right Vern? or should yeah. i say Vern? i'm hoping that this this episode is going to push us to the point where you're not recording podcasts in your closet anymore <laughs> oh never i will always you know for those that don't see it yeah Vern has to watch me in the closet but it's quiet there's carpet so i don't get any echo my wife doesn't yell at me for, she, whenever I put these headphones on, she's like, you talk so loud when you have those headphones. I'm like, and I'm like, you do the same. Like you realize you do the same when you're on the phone or when you have a call. No, I don't. And I've learned. I've learned this from you and your lovely wife, Jess. Don't argue with your wife. I got to get on her good side. She's still mad at me about what I said yep. on, a, on a former episode. All right, guys, again, let us know what you think of the episode. Figure out if you can determine when Jay got lost. Go to our website, besthouroftheirday.com. Get a free t-shirt, first 50 people. If you're interested in the mentor group, hit us up. But without further ado, here's our interview with Coach Glassman. For allowing me to do that, actually. That's your... Crazy cool. And, and is the, the new guy, it's going well? I think it took a couple of years to get them back on track. The culture changed. I was gone. And it took a couple of years, but I think they're getting there. I also think I sold at a time where a lot of affiliates <coughs> opened, so it impacted them to some extent there. And a lot of the members that I had kind of evacuated, but now they're getting there again. I don't think it's... I had over 500 members at one point, so I don't think they are quite there, but they're doing well. It's never going to be as good as when you had it, right? It, back in back <laughs> in the day, the glory days, the glory days. Is that because it was me, or I, th- I, you know, I think the owner of the box dictates the culture, and my culture, especially back then, was let's have a really good time. And you can't explain that to somebody, and you can't necessarily teach that. And kind of goes along to the one thing that I wanted to say. So Fern and I have a podcast called Best Hour of Their Day, and it's all about... I love it. You love the podcast? You're I, a big no, listener? I get, no, I get it, though. <laughs> I get the concept already. <laughs> well, I've been telling people we work with the best people in your community. 
the most proactive, the most exciting, the most successful, and for what many of them is the best hour of their day. That's like it was you a long couldn't lesson. ask for more than that. No, to work with the people we do at what is probably the highlight of their day, and their and their lives are rich. It's not like the rest of it sucks. Yeah, it's just that this was very, it's very personal time for them. So I get it. What are you doing now? Are you got another box? I, I don't currently have another box. Fern and I both work on the seminar staff, yeah. so we've both put in over 200 seminars, you know, traveling the world. Um, we, Fern still owns a box. I still, have a, I still have a gym in Virginia Beach. Okay. And, yeah. and outside of that, our goal is just to help develop coaches, help develop Great. CrossFit trainers. So I learned, in 2007, I left CrossFit Toronto, did my level one. You ran the whole thing. You were there, and I would have run through that wall afterwards like i'm doing the zone i'm doing paleo this is the only way to go yoga stupid you know all this other stuff is stupid not that you said that that's what i that's how i interpreted it and then over the course of a few years i realized this is bigger than that and it's providing people the best hour jason was day. eva t at that cert she was and uh, pat sherwood pat sherwood was okay. there eva i t. know the, i remember the cert and it was raining it, w- it was freezing cold in a warehouse in toronto and yep. a little bit of a sad story the guy I sat next to i found out recently passed away his name was barry crossfit orange old old box but i remember he got pulled up to do overheads they didn't squat you did jerks against nicole and nicole demolished what did, him. What did he pass away from i'm not sure someone Okay. Literally just crossed paths with me and told me about it. I have a story to tell about that, sir. I'd love to hear it. Um, at the first break, there was a guy in a long kind of trench coat standing there. And he came walking up to me and I uh, said, can I do something for you? Because I just came to introduce myself. And it turned out he's, the, he's a, a pediatric uh, cardiovascular surgeon. And his brother is a... Uh, Young man who was very well known to us that that uh, joined the American military and was in uh, Delta Force was at the at uh, CAG, and we'd worked with him and knew him very well. But the brothers couldn't be less alike. The cardiac surgeon, as you'd imagine, from yeah. the Delta Force guy, he had all of the differences you'd expect to find. But the surgeon's story was that um, they're doing high-risk emergency pediatric surgery on newborns, and that their caseload had forever been you couldn't do more than three of these surgeries a day, and that his whole team was now averaging four to four and a quarter per day, and it was CrossFit was making the difference because you only do as many as your hands are steady, your vision's good, you're not cramping and fatiguing, or you, or you just don't get the same outcome if you're not the same surgeon. And so he says, I came here today to tell you that you're saving lives by us pediatric cardiovascular surgeons doing CrossFit. And that was that stood out at that uh, at that event. Well, a lot stood out to me there, and it changed my life. The, the question I wanted to ask is, I learned somewhere along the line, hey, this is bigger than just fitness. I'm changing their lives by giving them that best hour. When in your journey, teaching others, coaching others, did you realize that and say, this is bigger than they're getting below parallel, they're pushing their knees out, but they're actually living a better life, and I and I have a big role in that. In in, I, I probably knew it for a long time, but I do remember very distinctly in 2012 or 2010, maybe it was 11, when Lauren opened up um, Captain CrossFit. I told her that if you were to take a new member and ask them to just put on a index card that they're going to show no one ever what it would take, what 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 would be the hallmarks of them being a better person? 
and anything's fair. Better dad, better lover, better golfer, better student, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, lower cholesterol, whatever it is would make you better. Um, put that away, hide it in a book somewhere. Don't show anyone or think about it. And six months later, after you're doing CrossFit, go back and see how many of those things are better. And I, and I don't think you can put anything down on the paper that wouldn't have been improved by doing what we're doing. And so what we're engaging is, you know, and, and, and let me tell you another one. Like, I got to give Philippe credit again. This is, is an odd one. It, in uh, At the turn of the century, so this would have been, so at least I've known for at least 20 years, but in two th- at the at the dawning of 2000, so at... Uh, it was like January 1st, 2000, at about uh, 12.03. So we're three minutes into the new year. New year. Philippe Kahn sends me a message, a text, and I'm sorry, a, an email. And he says, and he'd never really, I don't think, ever said anything nice to me before, <laughs> fundamentally. But what he says is, I'm not sure sitting here right now if I'm alive because of you or life's worth living because of you. But either way, thanks. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. I mean, I'll take it, you know? And I said, well, you're very welcome, and thank you for the kind words, sir. You know, but that's that's powerful. I'm either alive because this is from a guy that's got, he's, he's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't gosh, you know? But that was just his, that was his considered view. He was either alive or it was worth living because of CrossFit. And so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really easy to talk about saving lives, but the, the improving them, you can't measure or really talk about, but there's no one that doesn't doesn't recognize that that's engaged in this on that note coach the and you brought something there, there was a topic that came up in the in the q a which i and i thought your answer to the question was pretty profound in my mind about from a from an affiliate owner standpoint and a coach's standpoint a lot of people are fear you know they have this fear that people are scared of crossfit and your and your response was it's not not crossfit because you decided to do it smarter yeah and and that's a lot of why we started the podcast and it's it, it, because what we're seeing and I'd love to get both of your thoughts on this is, is people are starting to get educated and then, but what they're doing is in some instances abandoning the brand and therefore perpetuating some of the negativity um, that has, that has arisen around that. And I haven't heard it put that succinctly. And I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So what would you tell people? Can you elaborate on that a little bit is my, is my kind of my question. You know, I don't know, like, I want to go back to dear Tony Blower again. You know, I'm like, uh, there's an outstanding probability. He's a very strong man. He's a very capable guy. You know, he's a, he's a great martial artist. He's a, he's a brilliant man, in fact. Um, but it's exceedingly unlikely that he would ever end up under a barbell overhead in my gym. And that's just, I don't need a guy pressing that this is your idea of your hands over your head. You know, we got to, we, I'd, I'd rather spend that time trying to stretch those arms out, have you hanging. And that's what I gave him to do. I told him, hang from a bar until you can't stand it anymore and get narrower and narrower and force your shoulders into your ears. Because hanging from a bar, it looks like you can go overhead, you know, hanging from the pull-up bar. But uh, if, I can't, if, if I can't check off the prerequisites, we don't move forward under any circumstances. And uh, that's not a hard thing for me to do, to tell them, no, you gotta, it's got to look right with PVC. But you understand the challenge for some box owners, they would say, it's, I can't do that because I'm going to lose these members. Yeah, yeah. I, and maybe I lost some people over that, but I don't think so. I don't. I but can, you know, pr- I I can a- promise you, you're 
definitely going to lose members if you let them progress the wrong way. Well, they're going to get hurt. They're, they're going to leave. Hurt. For sure. How do we yeah. teach box owners and coaches that they do need to take that step back? And, you know, you mentioned it earlier when you're saying, hey, people are jumping to sport, bypassing this whole hierarchy of nutrition, of metabolic conditioning, gymnastics. Jason, yes. you're, asking me, you're asking me to explain why it is when you get a D in Calculus 2. I'm telling you, do not take Calculus 3. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't have, a, I, I, I don't have a lot of patience for the subject, really. But like, and it's not my fault, you know. You got, yeah. you have, you, it ain't gonna work for you. You're not, you're not there. And I know Tony ignored my advice, by the way. Well, you can tell. I know. You look at his shoulder position. <laughs> yeah. Now. Well, you know what's funny is, he was dripping sweat with the PVC. Just I'm like, dude, you got a long ways to go, and there's gonna be no shortcut. And so. Your success is going to be dependent on how much gumption you have for enduring the discomfort of trying to fix those fucking shoulders. That, 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 and I find that to be the challenge a lot of times is trying to get, and we see this at the level one and the level twos, and and sometimes our answer probably sounds a little gray, but it, the answer is you're going to have to work harder and be smarter about progressing athletes to these sometimes not even more advanced movements, yes. sometimes into basic movements. And a lot of people don't even like the answer, but I'm, but it's kind of what you're saying. You're like, there is no other answer. That's what Greg's saying about being a professional trainer. Because the thing about a profession is it, there can't be a cookie-cutter approach. It has to be a professional looking at his particular client or group of clients and giving them specific uh, treatments or approaches that work for them in that moment. And it, that can't be standardized the way a Taco Bell can. Yeah, and what would be the best way for you know people leave their level one and we get hit up all the time for and i and the entire staff how do i get to that level what do you tell them okay well obviously six months from now come back take your level two we're going to evaluate you after that take your level three what can a what can a coach that leaves their level one fired up do to get to that point i don't have easy answer for you and I and I don't think I have I don't think I have more talents or capacity in that area than you do, young man. So you know. Um. Well, you brought up something again in the talk that I was not aware of, which I. But as soon as you said it, it made sense, which is the website. And a lot of people have questions about the website, like the the, the community at large. But when you described it as a B to B tool right now instead of a b2c tool now i understood it and now that gives me more ammo to go back to the affiliates and say that isn't that the site used to be for athletes and customers the site is now for you to educate yourself to become a professional like russ was saying here's something i didn't explain today and it's the it's the tempo and we're three on one off of course uh but uh days one and three are what we're calling essentials and so there's good studies there's bad studies there's science education um, we're publishing the studies in the original. If it sits behind a paywall, we're pulling it out, stealing it, and giving it away. You know, um, where the where the science is shitty. We're explaining in the intro how it is that this thing has come to conclusions that aren't that aren't real. Um, but then on that in between day, what we call the at home day, where you see the living room set and yep. where the meal video is, um, there's also in that section a uh, uh, mainstream media covering of a study that we've also included in its entirety somewhere else. And so 
and I just think of my mom and I think of Nicole's mom. We laugh about it because we both have moms that ain't ever going to do a fucking thing. It it mire Nicole's encouragement. And Nicole makes herself nuts over it. I quit thinking about that 20 years ago, but I'm 20 years older than Nicole at least. And so and so I've, I've just given up on my mom a long time. I remember putting my mom on a rower, and she takes three poles, and then goes, I'm not going to do this all day. And I go, it's been 17, 18, <laughs> 19 fucking seconds. No, it's not. And that's where we're at. The counter's counting, and she's telling me it's not saying 18, 19, 20, 21 seconds. And she's done because she's been on the rower too long. And I'm like, I would quit if you were fucking climbing. You know what I mean? Like, I hate you. You know, it's like <laughs> unbelievable. And Nicole has the same deal. I don't, so I don't, I don't know how you get past those people you don't. But I've, I've, I would say I've not had trouble, you know, motivating and encouraging. I get excited by what people are doing. And oh, I don't know what I was talking about either. I know you take great pride in the site. It's obvious, and I, and I'll say oh, on that on that day. My hope is that you would could um, print things up and give them to people. And so, like I said, my mom is not going to read a peer-reviewed study out of the American Journal of Clinical Endocrinology. But if the if the Houston Chronicle runs a piece that says, "Hey, we're rethinking if red meat's bad for you or not," that she'll read. And so there's some great resources there. And what I do is I bring the real study in for the doctor and give them the mainstream one and share the mainstream stuff. But uh, um, I really liked having a handout in the gym. And I made a pretty good point of keeping a printer full of, of ink and uh, had a nice stapler. And I would print up enough copies to get me through a day. He'd tell you and what books to read, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd, we'd, we had resources for you, you know? Is that where the journal came from? Mm-hmm. So you, so you think gym owners should have those resources available to their members, meaning they should be I printing would. that stuff out? I would. I'd that, share. That, that in my, you know, we're coming up on 10 years at our affiliate uh, next month, and that can be a really difficult conversation when somebody comes in. They're on statins. You know, obviously we're not going to, you know, hop into the, you know, the doctor lane. That's not what we do. But having trying to have an educated conversation about that can be really difficult because you're immediately combated by, well, my doctor said I have to be on this because of, you know, this is what we're getting. And, and we all know that a lot of that is inaccurate. Yes. Um, and well, it's trying to start to have that conversation can be really challenging for a lot of we've told We've told doctors in our medical community that we've, we've resisted involvement with a lot of physicians because I'm afraid that someone dear to me would end up in their care and be told that they need to cut the fat out of their diet and get on statins. And so a big chunk of what we've done in this is uh, 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 networking and hubbing these doctors with the MDL one is we are a, we'll probably launch in October a, a physician referral network, and uh, we're going to be able to in every neighborhood tell you where you might go ad- to a doctor. That's that, <laughs> that when you show up and you're on statins, he's going, you got to get off these fucking things, and then it's not our burden. But that is a problem, and you would be a fool to tell somebody to get off their statins. Um, you, you know, directly. We were in D.C. and uh, and uh, a politician <laughs> said at the end of our meeting. No, no names, please, Greg. No, no or or even what? It, well, but a politician said to us, "Great meeting. Glad you're here. Thank you." And and, and this occupational licensure thing is just a, an abomination. And because uh, you've gotten a shit ton of emails, and. Uh, declaring an abomination that was all he needed he didn't care before he got the emails <laughs> about the abomination but after he got thousands of emails he really cared and he says and you know 
here we are at the point at the end of the discussion. He goes in, and, and the way the law works, he's telling me, I, I can't legally ask for a donation here in the office. That would be against the law, and I'm not going to break the law. But if outside the office, if you or you wanted to talk to either Karen or Joe or Bob, and they're all raising their hands, um, they could take you up and just go out in the hall, and we could do this thing. You know, and like he just asked for a donation. And so we went out in the hall, and we made a donation. The, the legal the legal maximum to he and his colleagues and so that we could navigate the fucking town better. Fuck, it couldn't be worse. So on statins, when I'm getting in front of a crowd, like for these, for I, I got hit the other night. I'm on a statin. You think I should get off it? And I'm like, we got cameras rolling and shit. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. I, go, I can't tell you to get off your statins, okay? I can't. But, you know, <laughs> and so I'm going to start this thing next time. Look, as far as I'm concerned, whatever drug you're on, you ought to be doing everything you can to get the fuck off it, whatever it is. And, and if you're taking some pill that keeps your heart beating, well, for God's sakes, don't stop that one. But as far as I'm concerned, there's everyone's over-medicated. And if you're on an antihypertensive and we start working out here and you start eating right, you're going to be dangerously over-medicated in short order. And so read between the lines and don't ask the question because you know what I think and I'm just not allowed to tell you. So it's kind of like the campaign contribution. But you can leave thing. a donation outside. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. Someone tell when you know. in the jar. I can't tell you to quit a stat and I could get in trouble for that. You know, but if you were my mom or my dad, I'd insist you get off the fucking stands. And there, I just did it. But you're right, Vern. You, you got to be careful and you're worried they're going to go back to the doctor and the doctor's going to say, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But one of the things we can do is start to look at, like, the Crestor literature and point out that this 38% or 42% uh, improvement. I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Mo that remembered. Crestor, 42%. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a change in the, in the relative risk, not the absolute risk. And it, it was, it's, a, it's a parlor game. It's a sleight of hand. There was the, that is not the justification for, for taking a pill because of a change in the, in the relative risk. Um, things that happen very rarely, it does not mean much to reduce the chance of it by 42% if it's an extremely rare event. Because that might be the difference between 0.11 or 0.12 And, yeah, and what it ends up yeah. to it, it ends up. I saw up, that talk at the health yeah. conference, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. And the guys that are on that, there's no rejoinder to that. No one's rebutting it. No one comes out from Crestor and goes, ah, yeah, you're right. You know, and they just you pretend like it wasn't said. On that note, as we continue, and the other those, thing is too yeah, yeah. is the idea of the statins is, is the belief is is that cholesterol is playing a, a deleterious or fat is is that uh, ingested cholesterol is rising cholesterol levels. There's no evidence for that, and uh, but further on, furthermore, um, cholesterol uh, may contribute to plaques, but plaques contribution to cardiovascular disease. It may be that this that. Um, plaque causes heart disease the same way that a plaster cast causes a broken arm not at all it's the artery's attempt to uh to uh, repair itself um from the inside because it's dead on the outside and it's about to rupture and the evidence for that is compelling compelling and it's the vasovasorum they have a reduced uh blood flow and so the the and it's always at these high pressure nodes at these turns and and places of remarkable pressure where where accidents are, are 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 typical to occur that we see these thick thick plaques and it's casting something that isn't doing well on the other side at all and so is it ideal no is it pathological yes but it's probably better than having a, 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 a artery split wide open 
from an affiliate standpoint, as we as we continue to have these conversations and and kind of pull the curtain back on a lot of that stuff, where do you? What's your vision for affiliates and at the twenty year plus gathering? Like, what do affiliates need to address in order to be you know be seen as a as a center for health versus a center for elite fitness as it kind of has in the past? I really like this idea of uh, uh, someone points to an epidemiological survey kind of study and you go listen this isn't science and here's the problems with it and you just need to have that kind of confidence yeah look you need to look at the absolute risk not the relative risk i'm reading theodore dalrymple right now the physician writer and he says his family's riddled with colon cancer he's 78 and he hasn't had a colonoscopy and he says and i searched the literature looking for reasons not to have a colonoscopy and he goes and i just found a study recently and it had a a 22 percent decrease in in uh, in uh, um, mortality with a with a colonoscopy or some damn thing and he said that they were showing the uh, relative risk not the absolute risk and he and he started off by saying that the greatest of the uh, medical uh, physician writers was sir arthur conan doyle the physician that wrote sherlock holmes and he said that in one of the episodes he talks about the dog that didn't bark and there was a case where the dog didn't bark, and it would have. And so that suggests that the dog might have known the killer, right? And, he, and the general takeaway was that often the dog that doesn't bark says more than the one that does. And Dalrymple's read on that is that this is allegorical for if there's an obvious question that should be asked and isn't being answered, then you can assume what's wrong. And he says the need to see the difference in absolute risk is so compelling that the fact that it's not there is all the evidence he needs for this is a scam that they there's a reason you weren't shown that and it's the dog that doesn't bark and he says so i found in this study that says there's an increased risk of 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 death without a colonoscopy he uses it to interpret just the other because it wouldn't give the figures in absolute risk where he could see the difference i like that this isn't a lot different than you got your hand behind your back and a cop's telling you he wants to see your fucking hand, you know? <laughs> and at some point, if you don't show the hand, you're going to get shot because the assumption becomes that there's a gun behind your back, yeah. right? I like that. I get that. I, the, and, you know, this, this is like my old man on propositions. Like He goes, I'm voting no on all of them. And I go, why? Because they haven't explained it to me. He, he says, it's not up to me to fucking figure out what your proposition's about. You need to bring the goods to me. Put it in language that I'm not confused, and then, I, and then I'm going to vote for it. But otherwise, no. And I, I understand that. We don't have the time um, or resources to, you know, so I, I'm just dismissive of all this shit until they can do a better job of it. And uh, there's so much we can do. There's so much we can do. Yeah, I love it, and I think that's what's going to allow affiliates to be here in yeah. 20 years. Yeah. I, I am we're going to you're going to love our uh, 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 modern science and the scientific method uh, course. That is something that is desperately we're, needed teaching. I think did you guys announce that at the games recently that the, you were putting that together? Yeah, I think yeah, we, yeah. we've been talking about okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. When when should we expect it? In 2020. 2020? Yeah. We will we will be signing up for it for sure. I'll, I'll have you come in on the test run. We'd love Be it. happy to. I will gladly fail that test. <laughs> and <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
and send us any feedback you have to at best hour of their day on Instagram and best hour of their day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.